0: Hi everyone. I'm Jennifer Colary. I'm a child and family therapist and a parenting coach and the founder of Connected Parenting and welcome to the Connected Parenting weekly podcast. Join me every week and we'll tackle everything from temper tantrums to bedtime, to sibling issues, to teenage angst. Parenting can be so wonderful, but it can be so hard. Parents often say to me, Hey, can you just come live at my house? This is the next best thing. Let's do this together. Hey everybody and welcome to another episode of Connected Parenting. I'm really excited I'm doing something different today. I have brought Linda, Linda Goriana, who I love. Um, she's a Connected Parent and you've been following Connected Parenting for a while and I thought it'd be really neat to have people um, talk to another parent who's really, um, who know, who really has been following the techniques, who's been bringing them to your family life and, and I think even outside of your home like just kind of living because I I sort of look at it not as a philosophy but a way of being so I just thought it would be great to have you on so thank you so much for agreeing to do that thank you because I know people are at different stages of trying to figure out connected parenting and it sounds a lot easier than it is so I would just love to hear from you what's it been like for you and just yeah just tell me a little bit about you know
1: it's been such an incredible journey Jennifer and our family is just so incredibly grateful. It was just really such a happy coincidence that it, you know, we found you. It, I was speaking to another mom who had, um, I think a similar situation. She had a gladiator son. And I was just describing my challenges. And she said, you know, I think you would really benefit from maybe talking to someone. And so that's how it started. And that was almost five years ago. Wow. And the last five years have just been an incredible journey. When I look back at where we were and where we are today, I, I can't even just express how wonderful it is. It makes
0: me so happy. I love that and I love your family. So, so did you find the same thing? Like it sounded so easy in the beginning, like the techniques and, the, and I know they resonated with you because you and I talked about this, that it, 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 you just intuitively felt like this is how I want to parent, but it's, it's harder than it looks. <laughs> so what was that like for you?
1: You know it was a very long process. I mean, I think everyone processes things differently, and for me, it sounded simple and it seemed simple to apply it, but it really took me years to master and even now it's it's still a daily struggle you know having um having Kai he's eleven um, just it's it's very hard to sort of remember to stay grounded and remember to align. You know yeah. my heart, with my mind, and all of that, and, and remain a connected
0: parent, yeah listen, I struggle with that too, as a parent. it's something that you just daily have to be mindful of, and some days you're going to do better than others.
1: but what's wonderful is that I no longer have that overwhelmed feeling, so in the past, I would think, oh my goodness i, I can't I can't manage this, I can't do it and now there are challenging moments, but it's never despair it's never isolating. It's never just hopelessness. It's just, okay, it's, you know, it's a rough patch, but we're going to get through it. So, you know, in being a connected parent, I've not only developed resilience myself, but Kai has become more resilient and we are resilient together and we are resilient as a family. So it's just, it's wonderful.
0: So what would you say were the biggest changes in him? I think
1: the biggest, changes was, biggest change was seeing that he was able to be more compassionate, more compassionate to himself, more compassionate to others. Um, he empathizes with his little sister now. So just to give you a little bit of the background, Kai is 11 turning 12, and I, my littlest is um, Katya, and she's five turning six. So I think, you know, with his profile, being gifted and having ADHD, when she was born, he didn't know quite what to do with her. And there was a lot of frustration and anger on his part. And now I can see, you know, when she's having a difficult time, he will, he will, he will feel, he will empathize. He will be compassionate. He will want to give her a hug. And, you know, before that, I just saw so much anger, so much frustration. And I was, you know, at a point when he was seven, when we started seeing you, that I I didn't know what to do. I honestly just, I had, taken parenting courses. I had read dozens of books. I thought, what's wrong with me? <laughs> what's wrong with him? <laughs> I don't understand what's going on. And now it's just, it is so simple. It really is just, you know, that connection, the mirroring, the the oxytocin. It's, 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 it's incredible.
0: <laughs> it really is. And it's so interesting because Kai's a little gifty. So, and I've talked about that a lot. And in different episodes and and gladiators are gladiators for different reasons it can be anxiety it can be temperament it can be giftedness it can be you know being on the spectrum but gladiators are just feisty and sassy and why and why do i have to and no and not now and they have big big feelings that don't fit in their little bodies and it's really common for gladiators and especially gifted kids to absolutely like with boiling resentment cannot deal with their siblings. Like, they've ruined my life and my life was better before my sister came along. And they have such a hard time being empathic and kind to their siblings, which is devastating for a parent. I mean, you love them both. So, and you can see both sides, but it's, it's really an awful position to be in as a parent. So um, when you are using the calm technique and when you're using the connected parenting method with all of your kids, that's one of the best things about it is you'll see your child becoming more empathic more sensitive to other people and to me that's the that's the real power in this method it it transfers so that'll go to other people that Kai comes into contact with it'll go to his kids one day like that's what i really love so and you said a few really interesting things i mean i don't want people to think takes years and years to do anything i'm sure like as, as you go you see you see change it i mean you're right though like it takes it takes a number of years to be like, to feel like you have some mastery, but in, even when you're just sort of starting out the, the, I always say like the saddest attempt, the most pathetic attempt is better than not doing it. Did you find that? Like, can you speak to that? Definitely.
1: Because it's, you know, every life is a learning process. They say that there's that saying, it's not about the destination. It's the journey. Mm-hmm. But really I have felt that, I mean there was so much success very early on right away when we started employing those techniques, but it's just, there's so much more. It really is like that. everyone. It's very
0: there. Yeah. And, and I want people to know that I, I tell people that this is not easy. You're not going to be able to just, it's, you know what I say? I say it's like learning the piano. If somebody said, okay, here you go. Here's a piano. The black notes sound like this. The white notes sound like this. These little dots correspond with the notes on the piano. Now go ahead and play. It would take you years and years to put all that together. Like, and, and it, it's sort of like using our own emotional ability and our own kind of intuition and our own sense of love with our kids, like an instrument that takes time to learn how to play. So I love that you're, that, cause that it is true. It does take a long time and I've been doing nothing but this for 30 years. And there's plenty of times where I completely blow it. And my daughter Olivia will say, you should read your own book. And I'm like, you know what? I should read my book, but I love the piece. So I love that, that, that even kind of whatever attempts you can, can try in the beginning can make a huge difference. Um, And I also love that it's a journey. I love what you're saying that it just becomes, it's become part of how you parent. Do you find too that you, do you use this technique outside of the kids? Oh,
1: definitely. It's honestly, when I say it's a journey, it's not just this, you know, the whole relationship with Kai and Katya. It's also myself. I honestly feel like I was a gladiator parent. <laughs> and now I've become, you it, can all relate. Yeah. Everything in my entire life, you know, the people that I meet, strangers, my family, friends, you know, I use it on everyone. And it's, it's just deepened the connection with everyone in my life. And people have noticed. <laughs> you know, think that's amazing. What
0: like do they say things to
1: you? Just that you know, when I meet people, they'll always comment, "You're you're so calm." You know, I feel so. You know, there's this woman who was going through a difficult time, and she was saying, "I feel so safe with you." Just mm-hmm. and and these are not people that I know very well, but just I'm able to connect with them. And I think that as just the way our society is going, it's very rare that we connect with people especially
0: strangers <laughs> that's so nice I love to hear that and, and that's really what I um it's kind of been my envision you know what I've envisioned from the beginning that it's a way of it's a way of connecting to people it's a way of knowing people it's a way of helping everyone feel seen and heard so one of the things that happens and you'll know this because you as a gladiator um gladiators know exactly how to push your buttons they know exactly how to get you upset, and they're pretty good at splitting, but it's almost universal that they have one parent that's like, oh, okay, oh my goodness, and the other one's like, this is crazy, we have to do something. So they're really good at kind of destabilizing the environment that they're in, not because they're manipulative, but because they're afraid, and they're trying to find ways to get the system around them to help them feel safe. One of the biggest things I find about gladiators is that they're, they're kind of afraid of their own behavior sometimes. I don't know whether I'm going to blow it. I don't know whether I'm going to blow that birthday party. So you know what? I'm just going to blow it so I can not worry about it anymore. And so part of, um, part of parenting a child like this is they it's like their emotions are too big for their little bodies. Mm-hmm. So do, do you find like can you still get triggered? I know I do. So oh my
1: goodness. Yes, definitely. And what's interesting is that now we're at a point where Kai realizes that he is triggering me and he can actually recognize that. And sort of step back a little bit and he will apologize and he'll say sorry mommy and you know there'll be hugs and we still have that base and that connection and it's actually very interesting
0: because he will employ the same techniques on me (laughs) so (laughs) that's the best I love hearing that I love when my kid sees this on me
1: yeah he'll be actually like you know what mom I can see you're getting really upset (laughs) so it's (laughs) really very cute
0: okay I love that and to me, that's one of my favorite things about this is you don't have to teach this to your children. You don't have to sit there. Oh, there's this thing called the calm technique. And you don't have to do that when you are, when this is who you are with your children and they watch you with other people too, right? So you get into a scaffold and come took your parking spot in the parking lot and you're able to use this technique with others. They're watching. So kids, you know, we, we teach by example. So when kids see us using this, Um, they'll start using these techniques on you which is wonderful and on each other and on their classmates um, which is why when a lot of and and you didn't come to me for this reason but when families come to me because they want help with their child's social skills I often don't see the child at all sometimes I do but mostly I have the parents using these techniques at home which are very therapeutic techniques the child then gets filled up from the inside out starts to feel more sure of themselves starts to feel better about themselves and doesn't need to grab things out of people's hands and doesn't need to make somebody else feel bad and doesn't get jealous when their good friend is playing with someone else. I mean, those things still happen, but not to the degree that it actually gets in the way behaviorally. So that's my favorite part of this is that, and you're you're speaking to this, it really builds that emotional resilience. And you see it when he's nicer to his sister and you see it when he's suddenly caring about how you're feeling or, and and you notice the recovery, right?
1: Definitely. Before it was like, I couldn't even count how many tantrums you would have in a day or how difficult and just exhausting it would be. And now it's, you know, it's, we get used, we forget (laughs) when he does get into that sort of really sticky sort of,
0: you know, mood, I, I forget. And I think, oh, wow, (laughs) (laughs) this is what it used to be a lot more. And that's interesting. You've touched on something really interesting there. So in the early days, when you were kind of getting, bringing this into your family life and really kind of absorbing this as a, as in your essence of how you want it to be as a as a mom and, and uh, you know, as a parent what happened in the beginning is usually it's the the contact is amazing as a de-escalator right you can you can and not just on your kids like anybody and everybody you can de-escalate really quickly mm-hmm. but in the beginning kids still act out but and and, and that doesn't and so the 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 frequency changes in the beginning. So they'll suddenly be doing it a little bit less. They'll still be doing it, but it'll be less. Then you start seeing the recovery, which I remember you and I talking about it. So the, the meltdown or the freakout would happen, and then it would last like five minutes or 10 minutes instead of half an hour. And there'd be like a recuperation after, which you start to see. The last thing to change, and you'll relate to this, and I certainly do when I think about it with Olivia, the last thing to change is the intensity. So every once in a while, still, there'll be these meltdowns and you're right. And you'll be like, Oh my God, I forgot about that. I forgot this could happen. And all kids have meltdowns sometimes it's, it's how they defuse. It's how they discharge their energy sometimes. But I love what you were saying a few minutes ago that now you don't freak out. Now you don't panic. You're like, okay. Here we go. Here it is. It you know it'll be over soon. (laughs) It's like crest on a wave. Um, And so, did you notice that too? Like you felt like the recovery time was first, and the and the frequency, and then eventually the intensity. Yes,
1: definitely. So now I was having a lot of anxiety, just thinking, "What's going to happen when it becomes a preteen, a teen?" (laughs) And I was just getting ahead of myself. And now, if I have those thoughts and those thoughts creep into my head, I just I I just feel calm and grounded again, knowing that it's going to be okay because I can manage this. I'm just, same thing I've been
0: doing since he was seven and it will work and he will come back. I love that. Well, and it's interesting because yeah, he's teetering on that almost a teenager thing yeah. and, and, and parents do get very afraid of, oh my God, oh my kid's going to be a teenager. And, and it's interesting because when I first was coming up with the connected parenting theory, I was thinking that it would work better on little kids and it might be tougher. It might not work quite as well on teenagers, but it's actually been the reverse. So to me, it's like teen whispering. So what I say to parents is if you don't have a teenager, you will have one. And to be um, good at these techniques so that they come quite automatically. And I think that's when you were saying that it takes a long time. That's the part that takes a long time. That, they, that it comes sort of automatically. Yes. And by the time your kid's a teenager, you already know how to do it. Mm-hmm. Right? Which is amazing. That's <laughs> really good. That's really good. What was... Um, what would you say was the hardest part of connected parenting?
1: I think staying neutral. I think for me, it's, it's hard when you see your child so upset. You know, they, they are fearful in that moment. They, they are angry. They're frustrated. And you also, you're mirroring that fear in a way, and it, it gets very intense. So I found that very exhausting. So I think the hardest thing for me was to always just, just to remain neutral, yes. understanding that I didn't need to get sucked into that vortex
0: of intense emotion. <laughs> yeah. I could be
1: his rock and his anchor rather than
0: going <laughs> down
1: down the whirlpool
0: with them. Yeah, that is so important. And, and you're right. It is so hard to do. Like, you, it's almost like you see your child's life flashing before your eyes. It's like, how are they going to manage? And how are they going to be able to do this? And how are they going to have a girlfriend? And how are they going to, right? It's sort of, we panic about um, their ability to do well and to manage in life. And then when we feel that, then they feel that. And it just becomes this, this, um, this soup of cortisol basically, but it's really hard. And, and I know that a lot of gifted kids in particular, and certainly gladiators, they do that thing where they, uh, they, they literally told me I can't feel better until I'm sure that my mother, and it's almost always a mom, sometimes it's the dads, but most often it's the moms. I can't feel better until I'm sure that my mother feels as horrible as I feel. And they will say things that are so upsetting and so dark and so scary that we actually panic and that's the hardest part, right? Is to be able to, to not sink down there and panic as well, yeah. but to kind of see that this is a moment that they're in. I call that touching the bottom, right? They emotionally touch the bottom and they drag us down with them. And the only thing you can really do in those moments, and you and I have had this conversation is really just soothe, which is terrifying when your child is that dark. Um, but soothing is what you did. So, so if if Kai fell and cut his knee, you wouldn't say, well, you know, this is why you need to make sure you're not running where you're not looking and your other knee's not bleeding. So that's kind of good. Like, look at your other knee. It's fine. We don't do that to people around physical pain, but we tend to do it around emotional pain. So so the trick is what you're saying is to not panic with them, to stay in that moment where you trust them. You know, this is just a touch the bottom. You know that they're going to come out of it and to stay neutral while they're in those moments. So that, that's when um, kids are feeling really dark and really upset and really kind of in their meltdown and crying. What about anger? Because that's hard too. How is that for you?
1: It, it is. And I think in the past and before I sort of understood how to deal with with that intensity of emotion, I would get angry back. Mm-hmm. And then it would it would
0: just be not <laughs> you a good get system. ugly fast. Yeah.
1: But now I realize that again, just understanding that that anger is coming from fear. It's coming from a place of you know just kind pain. not connected. pain yeah and so once I realize that and, and you have that compassion in that moment it's very easy to let go of the anger,
0: but it is hard <laughs> it is it is hard and it that part I'm not even sure that gets so much easier it gets a little bit easier, but it's something that you constantly have to be aware of and when you're tired and you're frustrated or there's other stuff going on in your life you're going to blow it and and I think what one of my favorite things about connected parenting is of course you're going to blow it. I blow it. I blew it the other night. I totally lost it on Olivia in the car and slammed the door and stomped in the house. And I'm literally thinking, what am I doing? Like I teach people not to do this, but you're human. And that's also part of your life. That's a natural consequence. When you, when you drive someone crazy, when you're nasty to somebody, a human response is to get mad. A human response is to yell. It just can't be our primary response. Right. right so so what I love is the repair piece which which I found when I when I coach people and certainly with people in the course um, that's the first place they have mastery it's like okay I blew it in the moment I recognize that I probably could have done better and then they think up their mirroring statement or they you know, kind of walk through the calm technique in their own heads and then they go back into the situation and repair did you find that too like did you find you were doing a lot of repairing in the beginning or still do Yes, definitely. And even now, I mean, it's
1: like you said, it's only human and we have to be kind to ourselves and understand that we are going to blow it sometimes. Yeah. But the repair it, it's wonderful. It is so much easier now. Uh, all I have to say is, you know, Kai, I think that that was probably not the best thing to say <laughs> or to and he gets it. He'll give me a hug. Oh, you know, it, I, it's not, there's no anger. There's no resentment. It's just, I understand when <laughs> it's, yeah. It's amazing. I love that.
0: And I, I think what's so interesting too is, ironically, the more you do this, the less you have to do it. So you can literally get to a point where you're, you know, you're on the phone or something and are like, get out. <laughs> and like, when you're not super connected and you're not using these techniques and it's coming from a place of fear, your child will go away and feel devastated. Yes, yes. But when you have the connection and you've been using this on a regular basis, it's like a bank account that you're making all these deposits. You can take the odd withdrawal and go like, get out. I'm on the phone. Right. And then they're like, and, hey. and I
1: haven't <laughs> even recognizes this now. So when we're sort of not as connected, life is busy. Things are, you know, difficult. He'll actually say, you know, mommy, I haven't been feeling like where we've been connecting lately. Do you think we can do something, you know, and we will just go out, we'll, we'll have a, you know, snack together. We'll go play in the snow. Um, he'll ask me for some extra time at night where we can chat. It's, it's really incredible. And also the baby play. You know it sounds when you first read about it you're like really <laughs> this is yeah really but okay they love it you know kai's gonna be 12. he loves it at mm-hmm. night i will just cuddle i'll show him pictures of when he was little talk about stories and he just he's just eating it up he, he'll want to cuddle and it's I, oh, amazing and so we've been doing that even more lately because
0: things have been difficult at school and it's it's great oh see that's so good and I love that and you can do that at every stage whenever kids are about to have a big developmental leap and he's right about to have a developmental leap right he's leaving childhood and he's moving into adolescence and like everything with gladiators there are are big feelings and it's not unusual for them to say I miss being a child and I'm scared to be an adult and what's the point and they can have such a hard time over birthdays and any kind of big transitions um But the fact that he can tell you, mommy, I feel like I need that connection. That's my favorite thing when I hear that, because I always tell people when you embrace this technique and it becomes part of who you are and you get to blow it and you repair and all of that stuff and you kind of stick with it, your children will tell you what they need instead of show you.
1: Yes. So he doesn't show me with the behavior anymore because before it was just the tantrums and the behavior and I, I didn't realize that it was, you know. These symptoms of something that he needed that it was missing and now it's now when he does have a little bit of a behavioral tangent I can instantly see oh okay
0: (laughs) I love that yeah that's my favorite part and sometimes you'll even see and I can't remember if Kai went through this but sometimes when you get the initially get the behavior that really kind of aggressive or angry behavior under control you'll see more crying and parents will say oh my god I think my child's getting more upset I'm like no that was always underneath
1: Yes, I forgot, I'd
0: forgotten about that. Right. <laughs> I mean, Yeah. So it,
1: crying and bawling.
0: And, yeah. Yeah. But that's part of it. You, It's like you've peeled a layer away, right? So that now they're, they're maybe not at a place where they can say, Mommy, I need, just come and hold me. I need some attention. I need some time. But they will at least do it through vulnerability, right? Through And they feel safe enough with you that they can cry, which is another tricky part. And you may remember this. When your children cry, it's devastating. Like we just wanna make them feel better. We just wanna fix it. We wanna come up with solutions. And that's actually not the, I mean, later when it's when the child's kind of recuperating and they're like, okay, can I we can have a night, whatever. Like, can you take a moment and can we go somewhere? That's fine. But in those moments when they're really sad, you have to dare to be there, right? You have to be there in the sadness and soothe them and be confident enough in them and yourself to let them show you that sadness without freaking out and trying to fix it right away. Do you remember that being hard? I do. I think that was definitely probably,
1: actually, when I think about it, the hardest, because Kai would just get so dark. And it would, you know, the things he would say, it, it was scary. And it was scary for me to think someone so young could feel those things. So I really learned to, like you said, just sit with them and just be there with them. And that speaks volumes to him because obviously they can sense that you know you are a little bit scared. Of course, so freaking them out to think that he's freaking you out. So it's it's incredible. He's he's just he's a different person for sure.
0: I love this. Thank you so much for agreeing to talk to parents about this, and so we'll we'll wrap up. But some of the questions that parents have, so I would ask this of you as a parent. Um, so people are asking okay, I'm, I'm trying to stay, do you have tricks that you use to stay neutral? Like what stood out for you?
1: I think, you know, for me, and this is just my personal experience, for me, it's a lot easier to stay neutral if just, if I can be compassionate to myself first. Mm. So just taking the five minutes, and it literally only needs to be five minutes when you wake up, to just set an intention for the day that you are going to be mindful, a little bit more connected take a little bit more time with the kids. And even when I first greet them for the first three to five minutes, I do nothing but just listen to them. And I think that has helped me stay neutral because it's like an anchor. If I can just connect with them right away, then.
0: Well, it sets the tone for the day too, doesn't it? Yeah, that's really important. And then you've got that meta thinking about where am I in this big picture and how does the whole thing fit? Yeah, that's really important because staying neutral is definitely the hardest thing. Um, sometimes it can help to, to kind of, and you said it, you said it so beautifully a minute ago that you look at when, you know, when they are getting angry or they're lashing out, that it's really just pain. Mm -hmm. So literally just saying in your head, I'm sorry, you're in pain. This is how you're choosing to deal with it. Just sort of having that thought overriding the behavior. Um, and then, you know what, just, I love what you said, being compassionate to yourself, literally using the calm technique on yourself. It is exhausting. Sometimes it is so hard. I did remember there is something else i do that's kind of silly but okay. I
1: visualize myself as the frontal cortex so i actually oh, that's great i love it let me hear more about this he's just really upset i just think it's okay i just i'm i am his frontal lobe right now <laughs> so
0: and i am just going to remain calm
1: and he just needs me to tell him and mirror
0: <laughs> oh that's brilliant i love that because that's a really big piece because people often think that connected parenting is all about just mirroring and connecting but no, there's a whole other half, which, which is setting the limits, right? Kids need to know that there are limits, there are consequences. You know, whenever possible, they need to be natural consequences and they need to be front loaded. Like, if you keep doing this, this is going to happen. And, and often for the most sensitive parents, and, and you're a very sensitive, empathic person. So, and I am too, like I, as a parent, I struggle with the limit setting. I'm great at the other stuff. I have to force myself to set the limit and stick to it. I'm so likely to like, oh, forget that I said it or let them off the hook. And, and, and that's why the frontal lobe piece is so important. So I love that. So you're actually doing a visual yes. of it. Because I find certainly with parents, when I tell parents, you're not a parent, actually. You're a substitute frontal lobe, yes. which is why we inhibit, organize, prioritize, motivate, take the big picture. That can sometimes help parents who are so empathic and feel so sad when they have to consequence their child or they've lost that thing or that video game's taken away and they're crying saying please please you're ruining my life mommy I promise I can't believe this is happening it just guts us right but if we can remember that I am not being mean I'm not mean I'm a frontal lobe yes right
1: it helps a lot (laughs) and I also tell them tell him like the first thing I say is I love you to death sweetie but I cannot let you do this right like it's just it's just letting him know that and I know you you, you're gonna you're gonna get through
0: this yeah I and I love you enough to say no right and I love you enough for to be mad at me those are really important things so listen I want to thank you so much you've been so open with your family and 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 it's gonna be so helpful I think for parents to just hear that this is where you get to eventually that even early on like even the clumsiest attempts will start to make a huge huge difference. And you just, I wish there was a pill, like if I here, here it is, or in the Matrix, you know, when they just download it. Um, but it, but you're right. It, it is something that you have to, that evolves. It does. That you really just kind of learn about
1: everybody. For me, I think it was just a long time specifically for me, because there are
0: so many different things going on, right? Right. And but I think that's true for a lot of people. I do. And you know what? You're never done. No. I'm not done. I, I, this, first of all, this is evolving. Like so. I mean, I I love doing the podcast for people and I love giving this information out there because I I truly believe that this technique changes children's lives, changes families' lives, and then they go off and have an impact on other people, right? These people are going to look after us when we're old, right? (laughs) This is really important. Um, But I also do, I have the the parenting class. If people want to dive in and really kind of speed up how to do it, that's another way to do it. Um, And it's always evolving. Like this, I'm not done even like in the creation of this model. And, and it's, it's really a feedback loop. So I learn from, from you guys, I learn and I learn from myself and from my own mistakes and from my own successes. And this is a living, breathing model that, um, I don't know. I just believe it makes the whole, whole planet better. We just all
1: did this. It's, it's incredible. And I, I wish that you had the parenting class when I was taking like, right. all the parenting classes that I've taken. It's, it's, it's amazing and anyone can do it. And it literally works right when you, you know, within a day or two,
0: it's, it's amazing. That's true. That's true. And, but, and, and when you blow it, and I say when, because you will, um, you have this access to repair, which is amazing. So listen, thank you so much. I love you. Thank you for being part of this day. I really appreciate it. And I will see you soon. <laughs> Bye. Okay, we don't have- I'm Barrett Caleri from Connected Parenting. I hope you enjoyed our podcast don't forget to check us out on the web at connectedparenting.com and like us and follow us on Facebook.